are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Hark the sound. It's your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Hannes Cooper. Thank you all for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you guys today. We've got to talk about defensive back Dante Balfour becoming the final member of Carolina's 2021 recruiting class and how he fits in to the new scheme. We'll hear from Coach Dre Bly, cornerbacks coach, going to talk to us about what he liked about Dante. More importantly, let's talk about the guys overall. 19 guys. How are we ranked? What are we looking like? Are we going to be good next season? Is all the hype going to be worth it? We'll have that conversation today. Finally, we got to talk women's hoops. You know, I've been telling y'all, the women feed off the men, the men feed off the women. We got to keep this win streak going. You know, obviously, the men did not get the memo on Tuesday night, but can the women turn it around for for the Tar Heels as they face FSU tonight? So we'll have that conversation heading into today, right? So let's get on into it. So I mentioned GoHeels.com came out and let us know that not choosing LSU, not choosing Alabama, but Dante Balfour chose Carolina, right? He is a 19th signee in this year's class that currently ranks number 14th nationally in the 24-7 sports composite team rankings. The Heels per player rank rating of 90.87 ranks 10th nationally, right? So a four-star prospect from Stark, Florida. So, you know, the Florida boys is different. You're going to add to that rude boy energy. Balfour is ranked as the nation's 233rd best player and the 17th ranked cornerback by 24-7 sports, which is always interesting to me. Can I have an aside real quick? I find, like, this is such a dedication. You know, shout out to 24-7 sports and all of these guys who literally eat, breathe, recruiting. And, you know, I know that I come on this podcast and give you guys the meat of everything, but they are in the trenches when it comes to going out, finding these guys, giving, you know, putting people on notice about certain players and having coaches use this information. So really shout out to those guys, you know, all, every, you know, reporter, every, uh, what can I say, writer, anyone who handles high school recruiting has my utmost respect because it is a grind and a hustle and it's a thankless job, but you help these teams get to the top 10, top 14, top 15 nationally ranked, you know, situations when it comes to recruiting classes. It's all because of your work. So kudos to y'all, right? So let's talk about Balfour. He is 6'2", 170 pounds, had a strong prep career, recording 201 tackles, 14 interceptions, and 12 PBUs past breakups over three seasons at Bradford High School. Balfour earned all first coast honors as a senior and was an all area selection as a junior already have the accolades right and we all know at the end of the day when you're in high school you're the man everyone knows that everyone knows you're the best at what you do feel that energy but i probably every every athlete knows that right you get to your high school years and you're like okay i'm, I'm nice right but then it's a whole different ball game 
when you get on that college stage. And so let's take a moment to listen to a cornerbacks coach, Dre Bly, and what he liked about Dante, more importantly, what he'll bring to the Carolina team, how he even got to build that relationship and picked, you know, Carolina overall and will make how much of an immediate impact he'll make. The first thing that stands out on Dante's take when you look at it is his playmaking ability. His ability to, to high point the ball, his ability to, to make big plays at any point of the game. You know, uh, one of the things I look for when I'm evaluating corners, I want to see the ball in their hands. And he plays receiver, he plays DB, he returns kicks. But the, the great thing about him is how he high points and attacks the football. Uh, once I was told to go find another corner, the first thing I did was reach out to Dante. I went and looked up the, the corners that was available. And once I reached out to his coaches and realized his coach was a fan of mine and a fan of Carolina football, I just took it and ran with it. And uh, we talked every day, every day uh, from from today. You know, we talked every day. Uh, we, we FaceTime, we, we text, we you know, we had phone calls daily. We talked about life, talked about other things that was going on outside of football. We talked about basketball. We talked about some of the things that was important to him. And the thing that I saw and noticed that, you know, we were starting to grow and there was a, a closeness that was developing. And, um, and and that's the reason why he decided to, to choose the University of North Carolina because of our relationship. I think Dante fits Carolina because I think he understands that uh, we're trending in, in some kind of way. Um, there's a lot of excitement about Carolina football, but the emphasis in uh, what we do defensively and playing man coverage and the ability to, to do what we do with, with guys like himself, who is long, athletic, I think he's excited. He sees a, a vision of himself in our defense. And again, you know, he's looking for opportunity. We can come in to play right away. And I think Dante is a guy, once he come in and, 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 and get acclimated, he can step right on in to play. So all good things about this young man who is set to make, again, such good energy and good vibes as soon as he touches down right in Chapel Hill. Can he learn from young um, up-and-coming stars like Tony Grimes? Absolutely. I feel like a guy like Tony who is young and still able to ball this season as a true freshman. He had a tremendous year, especially when you saw the Orange Bowl. He really came alive. I thought he came alive even more so at the Miami game. So having guys like that who've done it, you know, it's a whole lot easier, you know, than a senior telling you, oh, yeah, you got to do this X, Y, Z. Man, someone who's literally your same age balling like that is going to push you to be great. You know, funny, Tony is not even included in this year's signing class, but let's take a look at who is. One five-star, 11 four-stars, and seven three-stars, according to 24-7 Sports. The 19-man class is tied for the second smallest of the top 15 teams, and it's 90.87 per player average rating on the composite ranks 10th nationally. As I mentioned before, the well-rounded class covers all position groups and is split almost evenly by sides of the ball with nine members playing offense and 10 on defense. The group represents... Five states, including 15 players from North Carolina and one each from Florida, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia. All right. So, again, we mentioned Tony Grimes is not in this class, but he had a stellar season as an early enrollee. Grimes is the fourth highest rated recruit for North Carolina since the Internet ratings 
internet rating started narrowly edging current five-star Keyshawn Silver. We all know Keyshawn is trying to play dual roles when he gets to Carolina and wants to play football and basketball. And then you throw Desmond Evans in the mix from the 2020 class. Three of Carolina's eight highest-rated recruits have come in the last two classes, which all means, you know, if you're sitting here like, okay, Candace, so, you know, right? Mac Brown is doing the damn thing. Well, not even just Mac, right? The coaches are doing the damn thing. They are getting out there and showing on paper that Carolina's team is trending in the right direction. And why not, right? They're putting in the work. They're grinding. They're believing. They're not, a, you know, snuff or they're smelling themselves too much. But they're gaining confidence. They're building the brand that, you know, is, to me, Mac Brown, right? They're able to really get behind everything that he's selling, which at the end of the day, you can always get somebody, get behind somebody who's a proven winner. So in addition to five stars, Grimes and Silver, Carolina secured in-state four stars, quarterback Drake May, as we all know, his brother Luke May played basketball for Carolina, Rara Dilworth, Power Eccles, Javari Ritzy, DeAndre Boykins, Gavin Blackwell, Gabe Stevens, Kamaro Edmonds, Dontavious Nash, and Bryson Nesbitt to go along with Tennessee four-star Eli Sutton. The Tar Heels also secured South Carolina's third-ranked player, wide receiver J.J. Jones. Talented three-stars, wide receiver Kobe Payser, um, offensive lineman Diego Pounds, who I'm personally most excited about because we need some men in the trenches, Tamir Brown, Caleb Hood, Travion Stevenson, and from Virginia, Dante um, Travion Stevenson from Virginia, and Dante Balfour from Florida to round out the class. So as a whole, the 2019 signing class includes three players invited to the Under Armour All-American, and we are just doing the damn thing when it comes to recruiting. So I think a lot of what had made NC State a great recruiting scheme with Coach Doran was the fact that he kept it in-house. You know, a lot of people sleep on North Carolina's talent. And that's just, you know, a well-known thing. A lot of people don't give North Carolina football necessarily its due. We all know it's you know, the Texases, the Floridas of the world. You look up uh, Northwest and Midwest kind of vibes, right? But the fact that Mac Brown is taking a step back, hiring, you know, making sure he's bringing on people to look right, you know, in your backyard, it's essential, right? Every kid, almost, well, I should say every kid, a lot of kids dream of playing for North Carolina, whether it's basketball, football, what have you. So to even have now a team worth saying, yeah, I want you to come here and do something with this program, it means a lot, right? A lot of guys just want that phone call. So getting something from a guy like Dre Bly, who is a Super Bowl champion, means something different, right? Getting a call from a Mac Brown, who's won a national championship, it's different, right? It hits differently. So I think these guys are certainly somewhere, you know, wishing and hoping like, okay, if these guys from North Carolina can ball too, I can do the same thing. So it's only going to keep going. The momentum is only going to trend upwards so long as they keep performing on the gridiron when it's all said and done. Just to note as well, the ESPN's top 30 has us ranked at number 12, actually, when it comes to recruiting classes. Other top ACC teams include Clemson and number four, at number four and Miami at number 11. And we all know how we did Miami dirty this year. So I'm just feeling like they're, you know, it's great to have those recruits, but clearly they don't necessarily get it done on paper, which, okay, you know, no tea, no shade, but y'all see what it is. And if we get the opportunity to play Clemson again, no tea, no shade, but it could be a different conversation again. I mean, DJ, uh, the new quarterback, as we all know, Trevor Lawrence has gone to the next level. Oh, DJ, I can't pronounce his last name, saying my life, so I'm not going to waste it. Uh, <laughs> 
he is certainly going to be a reload for Clemson. But again, I think that Carolina is now putting itself in the top conversation and it could potentially, you know, be in the ACC championship conversation as well as the college football playoff conversation come next fall. We'll have to do right by that, though. I don't know if you guys know that season tickets were on sale yesterday. I'm currently debating on whether or not I want to get any for the fam because I know it's just a short travel from Raleigh to Chapel Hill. But if they're going to be traveling, you know, I always want to make sure they're good and ready, right? I want to make sure all of their parts, you know, with their cars are set up. And so it's important for me that they go to rockauto.com because it's a family business, you know, serving auto auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com to shop for auto body and body parts, you can see hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything that you need. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Crazy, right? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Head to rockauto.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast, Peter Bukowski. Post Lock on today, a daily podcast breaking down all the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Lock on today wherever you get podcasts. You know, there it is. Now, maybe the ladies can hold us down on the courts. I know I always talk about how the women's energy, sometimes it feeds towards the men and vice versa. We're on this winning, winning vibe, unfortunately. Carolina women dropped the Virginia Tech game. The men dropped the Clemson game. We were not all on the same page here. We were not doing all the keys to victory that I kind of just say, clearly just, you know, wasting breath and energy, hot air around here. But we're going to get it back, right? And, then, you know, I can't even believe, though, I forgot to celebrate National Girls and Women in Sports Day yesterday on the show. Because let's be honest, yesterday's show was spicy. Talked about Clemson game, which I'll remind y'all in just here a bit. But... I can't believe I didn't take the opportunity to say thank you, right? Thank you to everyone that showed love yesterday. I always like and enjoy when women get their flowers because women do a lot in sports from graphic design to social media to reporting, you know, to, you know, everything in communications or everything in operations. There's so many women making things run. Even sales, right? Everybody plays a part. There are so many women in this game all together. So shout out to all the ladies in the place with Style and Grace doing the damn thing. I really appreciate the vibe and the flowers that I got yesterday. It's a big thing. It really takes a village. And I'm so lucky to have people like Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints and the College Channel coordinator here, David Locke, the CEO of Locked On Podcast Network, to give me this platform to share news and insights about one of my favorite places, which is Chapel Hill. So I appreciate those guys for giving me the stage. And more importantly, I appreciate you all for listening, showing the love and the vibes. I'll do it as long as they give me the opportunity. So we'll just keep it rolling from there. But again, Talk about my ladies on the court here. After a string of three road games, the North Carolina women's basketball team is back at home on Thursday, meaning tonight, hosting Florida State. 
big rivalry matchup at Carmichael Arena at 6 p.m. I don't know if 6 p.m. is a good vibe for us. We all know the men kind of got their butts kicked at 6 p.m. against Clemson. But, you know, it's okay. We're going to change the energy. I'd rather it be 6 p.m. than 9 p.m. games. My Lord, I am anti-9 p.m. games. <laughs> Very much anti. So UNC is currently 8-7 overall and 3-7 and in ACC play. Florida State is 5-4 and four overall and 4-4 four and four in conference play. The action will be broadcast on ACC Network Extra. All right, so you can get ready for that. I know that Janelle Bailey is ready to go. I know that Petra is ready to go. I know that the women are trying to bounce back from that Virginia Tech lot. got caught slipping, right? Virginia Tech, you know, is on a roll in their own right, but got caught slipping, punched in the mouth, what have you. But having that Louisville game as well, you know, we mentioned that the team had been down by some 30-plus points and ended up only losing by nine. So the heart of the team is there, right? Trying to get better. We know Coach Courtney is trying to do everything she can to make sure these women are equipped with everything they need to be successful. So it's all about show and prove, right? Between this rivalry, the game is the 49th meeting in a series that dates back to 1981 and 82. UNC leads the series 33-15 overall, but FSU has won the last five in a row. The teams met just three times, two FSU wins before the Seminoles became ACC members in 91 and 92. Carolina leads the series 32-13 since it became a conference rivalry. UNC's last win in the series came back in 2015 at home. So good energy at the home vibe. Carmichael, we're going to do it. In a battle of the top 20 teams, the number 17 Tar Heels came back from a 10-point second-half deficit to beat the seventh-ranked Seminoles. In the most recent matchup, FSU won 78-64 in Tallahassee. That was back in January last year. Then senior Taylor Conan led UNC with 22 points and current senior Janelle Bailey out of 11. So she's looking for a big night. Carolina can get it done, right? All they need to do is just buy into what they've got going for them, which is incredible talent, right? Off the page, they've got the talent to get better. They just have to make sure they execute, which is funny because <laughs> our men are the same way, have talent that jumps off the page. But it's all about execution at the end of the day, right? It's so funny how we're comparing these teams. I do think that you know Carolina women's basketball has a little more senior leadership that's actually been effective. But at the end of the day, they have a lot of young people trying to figure it out. And by young, I mean underclassmen trying to find their way and navigate space and be, you know, leaders on the floor. At the end of the day, all you got to do is just figure it out one play at a time. Make a stop, score a point. I know that is hardcore analysis for you guys who are, you know, very much X's and O's. But all it boils down to is stopping on defense, playing hard on defense, and scoring the damn ball. Yeah, this just seems it seems that easy, right? But if you're set to bet on it, if you're set, I would go with Carolina. I think that they're hungry to prove themselves worthy in this ACC conference play. They are it. They just have to get over this hump, this little losing snag that they got going on. So make sure you guys dial in there. If you want to dial into the guys, you know they're playing Duke on Saturday. Go ahead and get your money right. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Make sure you guys download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. It's a part of the Locked on Podcast Network. They literally have almost every team available for you. So if you are NBA head, you are an NHL guy, you are an NFL lady, you just love sports, I promise you Locked On Podcast has something for you. If you don't see it, hit me up at Candace D. Cooper, and I will certainly uh, you know, send it up the chain and say, hey, we need this show because we are itching for a host here. People are eager to hear more news about this certain team. So I would love to do that for you. So just let me know. Now, as we round the show, I mentioned that yesterday was a little spicy. You know, I elevated my pitch a bit much. I wasn't used to get. I didn't think I was going to get so upset, but I think I'm more mad at myself because I let y'all convince me that the Tar Heels were about something. I bought in. I always knew, should have followed my first mind, that Carolina, you can't overhype Carolina ever. Like, not, no. Not in this new generation because, you know, back in my day, God, I'm aging myself. We didn't have... Twitter, Instagram came out my senior year of college, and like there wasn't this instant reaction kind of vibe when it came to games. Like you literally had to talk about it with your friends. Heaven forbid. You talked about it in the calf, right? You talked about it in Rams. You talked about it in Lenore. You talked about, you know, how the guys did. You, whatever you thought you were going to say ugly to somebody, you were never going to say it to their face, right? So it's just amazing to me how tough people feel behind these computer screens, these phones. Cool, whatever, we'll let it go. There has been some hate on these guys. I'm trying to remind y'all, it's a pandemic. We are just enjoying it for what it is. But I'm still mad that you guys overhyped me and had me out here feeling like we could be top four in a final four conversation. But while I do say we could, it's because I see every other week and I look across the board from, from college basketball as a whole, there are plenty of teams that are on paper sitting at number five shouldn't be you know like Houston just dropped to ECU last night like what okay cool Iowa almost losing to Michigan State who can't buy a win so it's like everybody can lose on any given day which should either make this tournament super fun (laughs) or super wild we're gonna have somebody I think that's unexpected out like a dark horse for sure a Cinderella story that's just gonna come and get it together hell you saw Virginia almost lose to NC State last night. It's just anybody's day game on any given day. Miami dropped Duke, right? FSU playing it close and tight to guys that you're just like, huh? Scratch my head. I don't even understand, right? So the ACC tournament is going to be wild as well as, I believe, the NCAA tournament. But if you did not catch the game, reminding you from Tuesday night, Carolina lost 63-50. to to the Clemson Tigers. It should not have been even that close, in my opinion. Had Clemson not even tried to let Carolina get back into the game where they're only down by four, it would have been ugly, ugly, uglier, right? If Clemson actually had shooters who just felt like shooting lights out, Carolina could not buy a basket. They, I mean, at one point, it was 16 points in 16 minutes. The scoring leaders, Dayron Sharp, 16 points. And then you had nobody else in double digits. Caleb had nine. Kerwin had nine. Garrison Brooks had eight. Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> RJ Davis, where you at, big dog? <laughs> Angie Playtech, where you at? Oh, no, okay. Yeah, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. Leaky, come on, guy. Come on, come on. Unbelievable. North Carolina scored a season low 50 points on 17 of 44, shooting 39% with 17 turnovers. They also missed 14 three-pointers. Uh, and 10 free throws, which was uh, truly 
truly the most disappointing part of the night. <sighs> so where does that leave us now? 11 and 6, 6 and 4 in the ACC, trying to get our way back and in climbing into a solid resume for the NCAA. You can't drop games like Clemson. It's just not, not possible. But we'll get ourselves going because we know that UNC takes on Duke on Saturday night at 6. How hype are y'all about it? I'm not very. But I would love for y'all to convince me that I should get hyped at Locked on Heels at Candace D. Cooper. Let's talk about it, right? Can Carolina and Duke, who both dropped games before this one, are they all going to be listening to their coaches, respective coaches, and saying, hey, we don't want to let coaches down anymore. We don't want to let ourselves down anymore. This is not our program. This is not reflected. Like all of the ESPN hype, the Sports Center hype, I can guarantee my last bet online AG dollar that somebody's going to say, well, we know these two programs are not of old, not the story programs we're used to seeing, but they should come in like everyone knows a rivalry game is always going to be good. Okay. And if you hear that, please hit me up at Candace D. Cooper and say, Candace is right because she almost always is, right? <laughs> there it is. So we'll talk about that more tomorrow, give you in-depth insight, three keys to victory, how we're going to beat the Duke Blue Devils because we know they can't find office, but hell, neither can we. So what, what can we do? <laughs> what can we do? We'll talk about that tomorrow. I look forward to having that conversation. Again, make sure you follow, download, and subscribe. Keep you abreast of everything going on. Have a great Thursday. Make sure you guys get ready for an awesome Friday and into that weekend. Keep yourself safe out here. Please wear a mask. Stay smart. All of that good stuff. It's a great day to be a Tar Heel, and as always, go Heels.